There, there is, there is a, a transcript and uh, and a message that I am uh, compelled to give to humanity to the question that if this world is uh, is not real, if we ever understand that we are one infinite mind endlessly expanding through the physical and spiritual world limitless, then we will understand that the physical world is only an illusion. Hi everyone, my name is Francisco Valentin and I'm going to share with you a lifetime of spiritual experiences I had on the other side. My experience took place in 19, 1979 when at the young age of barely turning 18 and due to a terrible car accident, I died. I was traveling with my friends. I lost control of my car. I jumped the medium, fall into the opposite lane. I sidewiped a car. And that, as I swiped, the, uh, sidewiped that car, uh, that car made me spin. And as I finished spinning, another car hit me on a direct hit at approximately over 60 miles an hour to my demise. The only thing I remember other than little spikes of memory recall, the last thing that I remember was holding onto my steering wheel and having this impact hitting me on the side like this. And that's when I went into the void. When I say that I went into the void, I don't mean the void out there in the cosmos, but a void inward inside of me. And I remember being someone, but at the same time, I wasn't someone because I didn't have a physical body. Yet I understood that I was. I was myself. I didn't change like, for example, people believe that when you die, you change, you become a, an angel or whatever. I didn't change at all. I was still myself. And I felt as if I was suspended, but I didn't have a body. That void was the 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 black, the the the, the very essence and beginning of life, where I was feeling, I would say, frustrated. I felt that I did not belong there, and I wanted to find my identity. So I asked myself three questions. Who am I? Who's my father? And who's my mother? Now I know that those three questions meant who I am, where do I come from, and what is my life purpose? Because I couldn't identify with myself. I couldn't identify with Francisco Valentin. Neither I remember ever being a human being. I was simply part of everything. In my confusion, and as I felt fear because of the uncertainty of where I was, suddenly I remember seeing a dim light approaching me. But when I say a dim light, I don't mean a dim light that I see with my physical eyes. People say you're ethereal eyes or your ethereal side 
But I learned through the years that it is a perceptive mind, the one that brings that memory with something that we can relate to so we can explain what happened. As I saw that dim light approaching me, suddenly I begin to realize that that, that beam light became more than one. And it became a group of spiritual beings that were surrounding me in a counterclockwise direction. And as I attempted to see one of them, I could see an image, not a very elongated image, like a, like a light, like a shadow, like something that is very, very hard to describe. And as I was being surrounded by those beings, I began to feel peace and love. But that love is some is a kind of love, but that people, everybody that I know that I have had a near-death experience or a death experience, like in my case, they all uh, describe it as something totally undescribable because it is not in conformity with the love that we feel on earth. It goes way beyond that comprehension. So that's why I rather call it peace, because it, peace is within each one of us. And as I was feeling that peace, I realized that behind me, I felt like a, a, like a cloud uh, outcasting and taking uh, possession of everything in a nice way, in a very powerful way, some, something that was very powerful that took care, that took everything around it. When suddenly, the next thing that I remember was that I began to feel like it, like if I was being put in a funnel, getting narrower and narrower and narrower as my body ache began to increase to such a magnitude that I couldn't take it anymore. I took my first breath, I opened my eyes, and someone was removing me from my car. I remember because I remember seeing the edge of the windshield of the car. And when I was removed from my car, I was later told uh, by my friend, the one who was sitting next to me, uh, when I asked, did I die? And he replied, yes, you were dead on my life for over five minutes before they removed me from the car. Now, going further to that, uh, I forgot about it. I got married. I raised three beautiful children. And everything was good and dandy until one day. And that day was July 7, 2011, when a spirit of light manifested through my son's voice to remind me of an agreement that took place back in 1979 in return for my life. So after a long day and having a good conversation, uh, we call it the night. It was approximately 10 p.m. And my son, uh, when I went to hug him, okay, good night, son. You know, I'll see you tomorrow, blah, blah, blah. Uh, my son told me, listen, dad, hold on. I want to show you a music that I like to listen, and it calms me down. I want you to hear it. And I said, uh, I'm kind of tired, but something compelled me to say, oh, okay, let's let's do this. So let me first go to the restroom. So I went to the restroom, and when I came back, 
I noticed that he has his volume, his music already on, and the music was kind of loud. He was facing a wall that was against uh, opposite to the door frame. And as I approached the door frame, he was with his eyes closed. And I suddenly, he suddenly said, Hey, dad, listen, look, I can hear and I can see orbs all around me. And I said, what do you mean? That's when I realized that he was with his eyes closed. The music was loud and he wasn't supposed to already know that I was there. So as I approach him, I realize that he has his eyes closed, moving his head rhythmically uh, with the with the beat of the music. And I ask him, what do you mean? And he said, I can see orbs all around them. They're beautiful, but we are one. And when I ask him, what do you mean that we are one? That's when his voice turned unemotional. And he said, I mean, we're one. So I kept asking stronger questions and I kept getting an answer. And that's when I realized that I was not talking to my son, but to someone else, because the answers were way too accurate. And my son didn't know much about the subject that I was bringing. I could not believe what just had happened. And I understood at that point what happened to me. A few more questions were asked and a few more other answers were given. And after the spirit of light left the body, there, there is, there is a, a transcript and, uh, and a message that I am uh, compelled to give to humanity to the question that if this world is uh, is not real, that if it's uh, something that uh, it is unperceivable, uh, like a matrix, people call it the matrix or whatever. And, and the answer to that is a transcript that I received, which I'm compelled to give at every uh, lecture that I give or every interview. And it goes as follows. If we ever understand that we are one infinite mind, endlessly expanding through the physical and spiritual world, limitless, then we will understand that the physical world is only an illusion. Now, let, let, me, let, me, let me go back so you can understand at a deeper level or through what I learned to call a higher truth. If we ever understand that we're one infinite mind does not mean that I am one infinite mind and you are one infinite mind and he is an infinite mind and that other one is an infinite mind. No, it means that we all are one infinite mind and that one infinite mind, people may call it God, I rather call it source. That infinite mind is the one that is expanding through the individuality of us all, because we are the ones who were once part of that one, and we just separated and become individuality. 
Therefore, the physical world that we know is an illusion. See it this way. Everything that you see, feel, touch, smell, taste, everything that you perceive is through your physical senses. Everything that you know comes from within you. From within you to the outside. That is the physical world of our own creation. The matrix, whatever you want to call it. But the physical world being an illusion is not where we come from. Our true nature is spiritual. And our spiritual nature does not belong to the ether or here or there. It belongs inside us. Inside of us. And that's the part that we cannot see. This is the part that we need to feel without the physical senses. True, li true life start, started from the beginning of times. That is the true life. That one life when we separated from the source and we kept reincarnation or reincarnating over and over again. Uh, when we die, we experience life. But it's the same as when you, we are incarnated. A life is still alive. Even when you are incarnated or when you disincarnate. When you are in the spirit world is where you are in your true essence, your true nature. But it's still alive. Because let me give you a good example for that. It's, for example, dreams. People think that dream dreaming is not life. It's just dreaming. And when you wake up, then you are having life, correct? That's what most people think. However, the spirit never sleeps. The soul never sleeps. Therefore, when you go to sleep and while your body rests, your soul keeps experiencing life. That's why when you dream, you can talk, you can run, you can sweat, you can feel cold, you get angry, you get frustrated. You do everything that you do in your life, but when you are in your dream mode, you're not saying, oh, that's not real because I'm, I'm just dreaming. This is not real. It is very real for you. When it happens, it is very real for you. And when you wake up, it stays in your memory as something that happened. And uh, I bet anybody have, have had this experience when they wake up from a dream some people in some dreams, you wake up and you say, oh, I had this dream. I'm going to be, I'll better be careful because I dreamt of this and this and that. And you are very cautious during that day. So that, that life experience that you had while in your dream is affecting your present life. And your present life, whatever you watch, for example, if you watch a scary movie before you're going to go to bed, guess what's going to happen? You might have awful dreams because of the life experience that you had while you were awake. It goes to your dream. Same thing happened. When you are living this life, you have experiences that you take with you when you go to the other side. And that answers the question for so many who have known of being reincarnated on those who believe on reincarnation which is a fact of life, reincarnation, when you have uh, talent 
that you don't know where you got them from. You didn't get it from your parents. You didn't get them from school or anybody else, but you have this innate talent or fear. You might have fears that you don't know where they come from because they actually don't come from this life. They come from previous lives. And your personality, the way you think, the way you are, that's why you see two siblings that come from the same parents and are totally different because they had different experiences in previous lives that they carry with them. So in true, true life is always existence. You always have life. You always have those experiences and the accumulation of those experiences make you who you are today. For instance, I don't know if you heard, but many people have heard that you are the sum total of all your experiences since the day you were born, right? Since you were born, all the experience that you had since you were a baby, a child, either you have good parents or crappy parents, or if you were bullied or you had a nice life, whatever, all that combined made you who you are today. So imagine that is the totality of you today. Now go back lifetime after lifetime after lifetime to realize that you're the sum total of all those lifetimes until today. And that makes you who you are today. So true life is always there with you because you are life. If you are alive and you have life, you are. You exist. Therefore, you are and your life. Life is one. Experiences, many. As I already explained before, life is one. It's one continuous life. And experiences are many. The problem with humanity is that we keep reincarnating here in this earth plane. And we are in this, what I might call, treadmill to nowhere. We keep reincarnating and reincarnating and reincarnating here in this earth plane because we don't know anything else. What we have been conditioned to believe is that, oh, life is one. Experience it as much as you can. Take full advantage of life because life is only one. And that's not so. Life is one experience is many, but it's because you keep reincarnating and reincarnating and reincarnating. The reincarnation process is the balancing of the soul. For example, it's called, have you heard of the word karma, for example? Karma goes along with reincarnation. And karma is the process of rebalancing the soul from the wrongdoings and good deeds that you make. I mean, people say, oh, but why everything that with karma is bad? It's, it's not bad. There's a lot of good karma. Is that nobody talks about good karma because it's a taken. I mean, it's good karma. Who's going to complain of good karma? Nobody complain of good karma. And good karma is, for example, uh, your ability to do things, uh, your your ability to, to have compassion or love and caring, that's good karma. Good things happen to you because you good, do good deeds. But when people get in trouble is when they dare do something wrong. And karmically speaking, you have to rebalance the soul. It's like the, it's like the law of cause and effect. 
You do something wrong, guess what's going to happen? Something is going to happen to help you learn not to do what you did. So the reincarnation process is never ending. However, when people make reference to, to, to wanting to break reincarnation or break karma and not wanting to, to reincarnate anymore, you can do so. But in order for you to do so, you have to change your ways. You have to stop doing a lot of the things that we keep doing. And one of the golden rules is not do not do harm to anyone because any harm that you do to someone is doing harm to yourself. So if you follow the pattern, if we are one and you do harm to others, you're doing it to yourself. And as long as you keep doing harm to yourself, you have to rebalance and rebalance and rebalance. It's like when you were a kid that you did something wrong and your parents told you not to do it again and you did it again and guess what's going to happen? You're going to get spanking or punished or whatever or it's going to be taken away from you. Any privilege that you were given, you do it again, it's going to happen again. You do it again, it's going to happen again until you learn not to do it again. My message to humanity is to start changing your ways. We have been... Uh, like I said before, we have been reincarnating over and over again, and we haven't done much about it. We need to start changing our ways, uh, being good to one another. Don't do harm to anyone because you're doing harm to yourself. And my job is to help you get that better understanding through the transcripts, which I receive, perceive, and transcribe from a group of ascended masters that are that I'd rather be called the collective forces of knowledge and wisdom. Through the transcripts, uh, you can better understand everything that I have been explaining in this interview. And, uh, and it's available to everyone. All you need to do is log on to the transcript.org, get the uh, subscribe to receive uh, the transcript. And uh, that information is going to help you better understand how the physical and spiritual world works 